You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line with me today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Hey, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So firstly, Eric, let's take a look at what's happening in the economy. We've seen some numbers released this week in regards to GDP in the U.S. We've also seen some numbers released from the Institute of Supply Management saying its Chicago Purchasing Manager Index rose by six points. What are your thoughts on these numbers, Eric? Well, Jeff, I feel somewhat vindicated by the GDP number, which came out for the first quarter that showed uh, growth of 0.2%. It was a total of $6 billion of growth. Inventories in the quarter rose $128 billion, I think, was the number. And uh, had they not grown by $128 billion, which is positive to GDP, we would have had a, a negative print of something like 2%. So I've always believed there was no recovery. We even had uh, pretty weak numbers in the UK. I think it was 0.3% uh, growth of GDP. So there's nothing very constructive going on in the economy. And of course, we even saw uh, personal spending that uh, supposedly rose 0.4%. But what we find out is that people are spending on on uh, Obamacare and uh, others kind of fruitless things that they must pay. And I've always believed that Obamacare is by far the biggest concern to any American resident because the, the uh, co-pays keep going up. The deductibles keep going up, the premiums keep going up, and yet it's everyone's—it's already everyone's biggest expense. So something's got to give somewhere. And of course, we see the give up in things like food establishments, uh, sales going down, and we saw McDonald's sales are weak here. There's just no way that uh, we could be—we are having or experiencing an economic recovery of any sort whatsoever. We had the Fed come out and not indicate when rates might rise yet again, saying that it's all data dependent. Of course, the data is very weak. There were some, you mentioned the Chicago PMI, which was unusually large increase. Most of the other Fed surveys have all been weak one after another. So I don't know where the Chicago PMI gets their numbers from, but I think we're just going to see continued weakness in the economy here. So Eric, let's talk about a topic we had discussed last week, which is high frequency trading. Another two traders in the gold markets were suspended today for spoofing. What are your thoughts on what's happening with spoofing and likewise how it's affecting the markets? Well, I find it's interesting that it's in the gold market. And as we mentioned last week, uh, this poor soul over in living in his parents' basement in uh, in England was, was charged with moving the S&P, if you can imagine, <laughs> which is stunning. I think he had all of it but a $5 million book, but he's able to spoof the market, and I think these two traders were alleged to have done the same thing to the gold market. I mean, we see sort of insane things going on in all these markets, particularly the gold market. However, it was down $25 yesterday. Most of it happened in a very, very short time, which again was probably due to spoofing. And it just proves that the system is, uh, is a little cockamamie here that uh, small traders that have no intent to trade a security can affect the price of the security or the commodity. And that's a pretty insane situation to find yourself in. So it's about time that the CME did something about what goes on in their markets because we can, anyone watching these markets can see how insane it is that there's so many gold positive things that were going on, including the dollar having a huge plunge in April. And meanwhile, now the price of gold didn't react at all. The fact that 
there's been a deferment of the interest rate increase by the Fed. Those are all very positive things for gold. We could go to the geopolitical situation in the Strait of Hormuz, the Greek situation where they can't afford to pay their pensioners and might have to declare bankruptcy, and therefore their banks are all going to have to close down and probably uh, the deposit will take a haircut, which is another reason for people not to have their money in the bank, which I've spoken about so many times. So there's so many positive gold things, and yet all of a sudden, you know, out of the blue comes a big decline in the price of gold, and conversely, sometimes a big increase in the price of gold or silver uh, for no apparent reason. And it just looks like you know the, the people in the pits are determining the price with no intent to to, to ever own or sell a commodity which which they don't own. So uh, we're in a very uh, messy situation here. I always fall back on the fundamentals for these uh, particular physical products. And, of course, those fundamentals look particularly good these days with all that's going on in the world. So, Eric, switching over to what's happening in Greece, we saw a number of interesting events happening this week. We saw Greek pensioners going to the bank to withdraw pension funds and finding nothing in their account and then coming back two hours later and the funds magically appearing in their account. So what are your thoughts on this ongoing Greek debt crisis and likewise how things are going to go? Remind me a little bit of Detroit, <laughs> which, you know, 10 years ago in nine and eight, we all knew they were going to go bankrupt. And it was just a matter of time before somebody couldn't write the check. <laughs> and I think Greece is in the same situation. Someday they're not going to be able to write the check. And, you know, theoretically it might be this month with this month's uh, pension payments, or it might be next month, but we know what's going to happen because they're just bloated with debt. And if they ever had to refinance their debt at today's rates for Greek bonds, i.e. 20% plus, they're going to go broke so fast, it'll be a joke. That's not to say that the ECB won't come up with some solution. Because the powers that be want solutions because they don't want the world to realize that uh, increasing debt ultimately creates a domino effect where people in Greece can't get their money out of the bank. Maybe their neighbors in neighboring countries, they start fearing they're not going to get their money out of the banks and all of a sudden the money disappears. And I think so far we've had something like $75 billion go out of uh, Greek banks and I think the total assets are something like $138 billion. So the people have spoken. They're taking their money out of the bank. It's been replaced by this emergency lending authority of the ECB which had it not been there, these banks would have collapsed a long time ago. And of course, it's just printing money by the ECB. Um, and, and then the ECB takes those theoretical Greek bank assets onto their books. Well, they're not worth the, the paper they're written on. And someday there's going to be, somebody has to pay the piper here ultimately. So it's a desperate situation. It's not going to get better and will probably play out in many, many other countries. So lastly, Eric, uh, you did touch upon what's happening in the gold market this week. What are your thoughts in terms of what we can expect? And likewise, if you can elaborate more in terms of the, the movement to precious metals this week. That's, that's the $64 million question. I mean, I'd love the CME not to have the uh, the impact they have in the markets because it's, for the most part, fraudulent trading. Uh, there's some discussion about uh, J.P. Morgan cornering the physical silver market. Uh, Ted Butler discusses this. Other people are discussing it. There were nominations for, I think, about 15 million ounces of silver with uh, this month's expiry yesterday. Uh, that's a fair amount of silver. J.P. Morgan took down the maximum amount of silver, physical silver, that could be taken down last month by a participant in the CME. 
looks like somebody else is going to be taking down the maximum amount this month. I don't know who it is yet because those details aren't available. But there's been a good buying of silver on the commodities exchanges and gold for that matter. The, uh, the CMEs lost something like 61 tons of gold so far this year. So it, it's hard to predict on a you know, day-to-day or weekly basis with all the machinations going on in the market. But I think it doesn't take a, too brave a soul to see that things aren't uh, functioning as per normal. When you see, the, for example, the foreign currency markets are the most volatile of all markets, which again, we've seen this month with the euros rallied massively this month after declining massively the month before, and the U.S. dollar has gone down this month after rallying massively the month before. These are just crazy, crazy situations we have, and it just tells you that uh, currencies are not to be trusted. you got to go with something real that, that will hold its tangible value. So the same mem stick with uh, the precious metals and let's hope that the CME cleans up their act and we can have the uh, physical metals determine the price. Well, let's hope so, Eric, but the CME, who is the group who should be policing markets, don't seem to get their act straight. So what can we do? Well, we've had two cha- we've had two charges in, uh, in in about a one week's time period. And I'm sure there's going to be lots more coming because you can see that there's lots of spoofing going on in all markets. I mean, it's not just gold, it's the S&P, it's probably in stocks. The whole market's been spoofed, and somebody's got to come down on this thing because it's it's ridiculous that that's what determines the price. Somebody putting in fake orders that never intend to be uh, and never intend to be acted on. How can we have any trust in markets when we realize that this is omnipresent in all markets? So we'll have to see how that plays out. Well, as usual, Eric, we always appreciate your insight here in the weekly wrap up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Hey, Jeff, my pleasure. All the best. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sproutbody News. Have a great weekend.